0: What is it going to take for BYU fans to feel a little bit better about their offense in particular after their paltry showing in Sam Houston when they take on Southern Utah on Saturday? We're digging into that on today's show, and we're also talking about a new commitment. BYU adds to their defense with DeVu Tuataga, his commitment coming on a Thursday. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. (laughs) What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are every day with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. And we are brought to you today proudly. Our title sponsor is our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app today. Create an account and use the promo code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. We'll tell you a little bit more about them as today's show progresses let's dive right in. And uh, apologies for the lateness of this edition of the podcast, by the way. Uh, as you can tell, I'm not 100%. My voice has been a little bit shot the last two days. Really, after I recorded our interview with uh, Connor Pay, who we had on the show yesterday, I've uh, been kind of laid up and holed up since then with a head cold. And uh, finally, starting to feel like myself once again. So I figured, you know what, sit down and knock out this podcast. But bear with me. My voice, like I said, not 100%. But nonetheless, let's get right to it. And the biggest uh, topic it feels like online this week about BYU football and the storyline surrounding the Cougars has been mainly with regards to how bad they are, not bad or poor or however you want to term it, the offense, their paltry output of just 14 points. Against Sam Houston State has a lot of Cougar fans wondering, okay, can they really get this thing in gear? Can they figure it out and look more like what BYU fans hope they would look like against Sam Houston? Now, they're going to take on Southern Utah on Saturday. And Delane Fitzgerald, the Southern Utah head coach, has been very vocal about saying that BYU is better than Arizona State. But here's the thing. I'm not sure BYU can do necessarily much against SUU that is going to absolve BYU fans' fears or concerns or however you want to term it, whatever they don't like about BYU's offense, simply because it's an FCS game. You are expected to win this game. If you look at the SP Plus rankings from ESPN and Bill Connolly, BYU is supposed to win this game 94% of the time and win it pretty handily. It's supposed to be a blowout for all intents and purposes. Now, Southern Utah did make things interesting against Arizona, State last Thursday in their opener after uh, withstanding a two plus hour weather delay down there in the desert they only lost that game twenty four to twenty one and this is a Southern Utah team we played uh, some of the comments from their quarterback, Justin Miller, earlier this week, that they are pretty confident, and they got to be confident coming into Provo. They're obviously going to bring everything they've got to muster and be able to hopefully show well against BYU. But the one thing I think BYU can do, speaking of the BYU Cougars themselves, the football program, is they can go out there and just put an end to any thought that this offense is going to falter. They can go out, they can score on their first three or four possessions in a row, march it right down the field, punch in touchdowns, and then make it look like, okay, this is... Is more of what you should expect from this offense, I think it would go a decent ways towards helping BYU fans feel more confident as they get ready the following week for a big showdown, the first true big showdown of the season at Arkansas, and obviously with Big 12 play looming just after that as BYU takes on Kansas uh, the week following. Now, like I said, it's Southern Utah. You're expected to go out there and put a hurting on them. They're coming in, as they call them, a body bag game. They're they're money games that they're coming in for. Uh, but here's the thing: you have to go out and show what you're capable of. This is a, a Southern Utah defense that looks more like an SUU, not not SU, a Southern, a, a Sam Houston. Like defense, where they they play really really hard. Now that's going to be a challenge for BYU because they are obviously looking at this as a big opportunity to go out and quote unquote shock the world with a win in Provo, and that would absolutely shock the world if they were to win this game. But the bigger thing is BYU needs to go out there and just put their foot down and say, you know what? Yes, we killed ourselves last week. It was not Sam Houston screwing things up for us, as Connor Pay said on yesterday's podcast. It's more of a BYU self destructing on their own game and game killing. I'm not trying to game game killing. Drive killing penalties, holding calls, the block in the back that Waylon Lapuaho had on the screen, like uh, uh, legal hands to the face on Kingsley Suomata'ia. That's the type of stuff that absolutely will kill drives, and it absolutely did against Sam Houston. Avoid that. Go out there and play clean football and absolutely own this game and make it look like it's a no-doubter. Don't give Southern Utah any hope. It felt like for too long in that game against Sam Houston that BYU is giving the Bearcats hope of, hey, if we just hang in there, if we we get our chance and we get a touchdown, it's a completely different game. That's what you need to avoid when going up against Southern Utah. Because if you don't do that, It's going to be the same feeling it feels like coming out of this game, maybe even worse, though, because this is absolutely an FCS team. Now, I know that Sam Houston was making the transition to the FBS ranks, but still, you need to avoid a second straight week of BYU fans grumbling about this. I expect BYU's defense, just on the flip side of things, to go out and do what they did. They should be feeling even more confident in their ability to go out and shut out Southern Utah than they did with Sam Houston. Here's the thing about this. Sam Houston, in most people's minds, has better athletes overall than Southern Utah. Does. And I know that Southern Utah beat Sam Houston last year, but as many of you pointed out, Sam Houston was redshirting a bunch of dudes when those two programs played. So it, it should be, the defense should be feeling confident they can go out there and pitch another shutout for BYU. The bigger topic is going to be obviously the focus on BYU's offense. And for better or worse, that's kind of where things ultimately land, it feels like every week for BYU. This is a program. If you go back to the Lavelle Edwards era, it was not known for its defense. It was known for its high-flying offense. Can they get back to doing that? Can they get back to scoring points in bunches this week against Southern Utah and make, like I said, make you as Cougar fans feel better about your chances of going and putting up points against the likes of Arkansas and Kansas and on down the list as BYU plays out the rest of the schedule? I'm not sure necessarily do enough, but would go a long way, I think, to tempering a lot of people's fears that maybe this is a punchless offense that's going to have to rely on a defense to hold people down, even though it was a defense that has been rebuilt in the offseason with a new defensive coordinator, new scheme, and some new players coming in via the transfer portal. We'll see. I, 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 I don't think necessarily that anything that you do against Southern Utah is going to make everybody feel like, hey, you know what? We're good now because, like I said, it's it, it's an – FCS game. It's supposed to be this way, but it would go, I think, a decent ways. If they were to go out and be looked very, very efficient in that first half, they'd say say three or four straight drives, touchdown, 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 and suddenly you're like, okay, this is more of what we expected against Sam Houston, and they did it against Southern Utah. I think that would help absolve some of the fears for BYU fans, but I don't think really the answers or the the concern level is going to go anywhere until truly BYU shows what they're capable of against a fellow a fellow Power 5 opponent. And the first opportunity for that will be a week from Saturday when BYU is down there in Fayetteville, Arkansas to take on the Razorbacks at the University of Arkansas. So we'll see. It'll be interesting stuff and obviously we'll continue to track it uh, throughout the rest of this week and obviously during the game we'll have a postcast edition coming for you guys uh, Saturday night uh, giving you guys a reaction of whatever happens out there on the field and hopefully we'll be talking about uh, BYU offense looked far more efficient, like I said, was scoring points in bunches rather than having to grind out a 14 to nothing victory once again, like they did against Sam Houston. All right, coming up here in just a minute, though, we're gonna flip over and talk a little recruiting. BYU got a big time p- commitment out of Cedar Valley High School, just not too far away from me, out in Eagle Mountain. BYU picking up another pass rusher to add to a really really good 2024 recruiting class of defensive talent. We'll talk about all that as we continue on right here. On Locked On Cougars. Now, a quick word on our friends over at LinkedIn. They've been working on this for months now. They are actually our recruiting uh, sponsor here on the Locked On Podcast Network. The bigger thing with LinkedIn is these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you guys need to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you got to do is go and set up your job profile on LinkedIn, then add that job and the profile a hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. They feature simple tools like screening questions, making it easy to focus on right on the right candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview, interview and ultimately hire. It's why small businesses are rating LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors and you can get started for free by going to LinkedIn Jobs. They're helping find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster and for free once again. Post that job for free at linkedin.com slash LinkedIn. Locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free right, right now. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are every day with us here on the podcast. Coming up on tomorrow's show, more of an in-depth look at Southern Utah, what to expect from the Thunderbirds players to know. They've got some talent on both sides, obviously. And they they absolutely showed that as they took on Arizona State a week ago. We'll give you more of a deep dive on what to expect from Arizona State, and we'll get to that on our Friday edition of the podcast. But BYU got some good news on Thursday morning out of Cedar Valley High School now. So those of you who are unfamiliar with the state of Utah, or even if you live in the state of Utah and you've never heard of Cedar Valley High School, it's actually one of the newer high schools. It's been open for four years now, if I'm not mistaken, and it is out in Eagle Mountain. Now, that area is absolutely booming with in terms of people moving out that way. It's about a 15-minute drive from where I live in Saratoga Springs, Utah, and it's a high school that has really come into its own very early on in its run, and they have their first, I guess, true Power 5 player coming out of their football program who is committed to BYU and to. Tewatanga. And hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. It might be Devoe Tuatanga. And I apologize if I screwed up saying his first name. I, I've been trying to get clarification on that ahead of recording this podcast, but I have not heard back. So uh, bear with me on that. But the bigger point is... BYU adds another really, really talented pass rusher to their uh, pro, to their program via the 2024 recruiting class right now. The one thing about Tua Tonga is he had offers from a lot of big-name programs. Oregon State, USC, Utah, Nebraska, we're talking all over the country. Other Power 5 programs had interest in this young man, and he ultimately opted to stay close to home and play for BYU. Now, he is a kid that's going to serve a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints before enrolling at BYU, so it'll be uh, two or three years before You ultimately see him suit up for BYU, but the one thing that I love about Tua Tonga, and I've actually had a chance to watch him with my own eyes and see his film as well, is you cannot teach his size. He's all a six foot six. He's two hundred and thirty some odd pounds, and you figure he's only going to get bigger as he gets into a college weight program and has a training table where he gets to eat all the food he can pretty much uh, put down. That he is going to be an absolute terror off the edge for BYU defensive end if that were that's where I think he ultimately lands for the BYU football program. His main recruiters from BYU have been Sione Pua as well as Kelly Papinga. They are the tandem that coaches up BYU's defensive line. So not surprising if this kid's going to play defensive end to have those two kind of handling his recruitment. But Jay Hill has been very, very much involved. And the one thing about Jay Hill is he is, unlike a lot of defensive coordinators where he kind of delegates, he wants to be in on each one of these guys that BYU is recruiting on the defensive side of the football He's got players in mind that are gonna help him in his mind help BYU become the type of program he envisions them ultimately becoming. And one thing I'm gonna I'm gonna give a tip of the cap to Casey Lundquist from Coog's Daily on the saying that he had listed BYU's 2024 defensive class in terms of who they had committed recently. And he said that this, they have uh, Davutu Otonga, uh, defensive back Trey Alexander, or you know him as Therian Alexander out of the out of Atlanta, Adney Reed, who is a defensive end slash linebacker prospect, C.O. Sefa Brand from Highland High School, Jonathan Cabella from uh, Texas, uh, Thomas Prassus from Arizona, and then defensive lineman Dallin Johnson. As he points out, 100% of those players, every single one of them, have a competing FBS offer. Gone in of the days of BYU's old defensive staff locking in on a kid and thinking, okay, nobody else is recruiting him. Okay, we'll recruit this kid. They didn't really want to compete, the last staff. I'm not trying to to harp on them, but they did not want to compete in the recruiting sphere. They would take guys who had FCS offers or no other FBS offers, and then that's the guys that they wanted to bring into this program. This staff, under Jay Hill, they're working and throwing absolute every uh, punch they can possibly muster to try and land the best talent for their program. As Casey also points out, of these guys, of these defensive players I just listed, have competing Power 5 offers. BYU's not operating in the same recruiting sphere as they once were. This is a defensive staff under Jay Hill's direction that is shooting for the moon. They know that they need top-end talent to compete in the Big 12. They are going out there and absolutely chasing it, and I think that uh, Tua Tonga's commitment to BYU is a benefit or a uh, benefit, it's a, it's an outcome of their renewed effort in terms of chasing everybody out there. The past staff probably wouldn't have recruited Tuatonga nearly as hard, and frankly, did not recruit him as hard. I guess I can also add that as Jay Hill and his staff did, because they, just, like I said, they did not want to compete for whatever reason for top end LDS and top end defensive talent. They'd rather bring in projects, they quote unquote diamonds in the rough, and see if they could uh, pan out that way. I don't know why they didn't want to compete. I, I don't know why they didn't want to go out there and recruit harder. I, I wish I had a good answer for you, but only those gentlemen can answer that question. But the bigger thing, the bigger point is Tuatonga adds to a very very good defensive uh, prospect list for BYU in this 2024 recruiting class. He's going to come in as a defensive end. It's going to help guys like C.O. Sefa Brown, Adney Reed, and Dallin Johnson, and they're going to make up the bulk of what it appears will be BYU's top defensive linemen two and three years down the line. You can never have too many good defensive linemen in a program. All you got to do to prove that point is just look a little bit north of BYU and look at the talent that Utah has along their defensive line. They are two and three deep every single year with guys who are starting caliber defensive linemen that's the thing BYU is trying to get to will they ultimately get there at some point that's the hope but you can only start somewhere and adding guys like Tuatonga, like he committed today will help you start to build that uh, type of uh, depth inside this program. So I think this is an absolutely incredible pickup for BYU. He's a high three-star, low four-star prospect depending on which recruiting uh, profile you look at. I tend to favor the 24-7 sports rankings. They have him as an 87. It's a a high three-star verging on the uh, four-star prospect. The 24-7 sports composite ratings have him as an 88, which is even closer to four-star prospect territory. But he's the sixth-rated player in the state of Utah, getting the top 10 guys in the state, as many of them as you can get, is absolutely something you have to do. Uh, like I said, he's listed at six foot six. Even if he's six foot five, he's got all the pass rush ability you want for a, a future defensive end for BYU to have. And that's what I love about this. And the fact that he had offers from Arizona, Cal, Nebraska, Oregon, USC, Utah. To have those other Power 5 programs and have them very keen in bringing this kid in makes me think the BYU absolutely hit it out of the park in terms of the recruiting, the job, the job that they did in bringing Tuatanga into the fold. So, I think this is a home run pickup, and it adds to an already, like I said, a very good collection of talent in the 2024 class for BYU defensively. And the hope is that Jay Hill and the rest of the BYU defensive staff can carry that momentum forward on into uh, the, 20, the rest of the 2024 class, obviously, and then looking to 2025 and beyond. Because it's going to take talent. There's a simple direct correlation between how much talent you have and how much success you're going to have on the football field. And it's even more imperative at the power five level to have that direct connection between the two. Gone are the days of BYU bringing in these two-star and no-star talents and saying, hey, we really think this kid's got something and we're going to bring the best out of him. Every so often you will do that. You can always look to the Chris Wilcoxes of the world who ended up as a, as a no-star guy on defense who ended up playing in the NFL. There are those guys. I get that. And I'm sure that BYU will take their opportunities with one or two of those guys, but they will not make up the bulk of BYU's recruiting class unlike the past staff. It seemed that the bulk of their recruiting on the defensive side were bringing in those projects and hoping they were going to pan out. BYU's whole idea is, you know what, we need to have top-end talent to compete at the Power 5 in the Big 12 level. Let's go out and get it. Are we going to lose out on some guys? Yes, they've absolutely lost out on some guys. They would have loved to have some of the guys from a Corner Canyon in particular. Cash Dillon, I know that BYU was very intent on adding him to their recruiting profile. He ultimately picked Utah, but Utah was kind of in the driver's seat for a lot of his recruitment. They would love nothing more than to have Davis Andrews from American Fork joining them as a star safety down the the road for BYU, but he's got Utah and Notre Dame who are hot and heavy after him as well, and BYU's still in the mix there, but they're going to have to battle uh, to bring him in. The nice part is BYU is in the mix, folks. Be happy about that fact, and obviously every time they get a win like they did today, let's celebrate it. Devo Tuatanga is a huge pickup for BYU, and I think it's an absolute home run for them to start adding this type of talent to this defensive class because, like I said, the more talent you can stack into the program the better you're going to be. And it's a, there's a direct correlation. The better you are uh, in terms of the overall talent base in your program, the more success you're going to have on the football field. And I think that's absolutely something that we should be celebrating as Cougar fans. All right, coming up here in just a minute, uh, we're going to flip over and talk a little bit more about BYU football and some of the other BYU sports in action this weekend as well. And also... We got another ticket giveaway. We're going to send two of you out to watch BYU. uh, Watch Southern Utah and the Cougars do battle at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Had one of our uh, longtime listeners step up and offer up a pair of tickets. We'll give you guys an idea of how to get those tickets here in just a moment. Real quick, a word on our friends over at uh, Game Time real quick. We talked about them and started today's show. The best part about Game Time is they are here to help you guys get tickets to your favorite events no matter what you're interested in. Sporting events, theater, concert, comedy, no matter what, like I said, whatever interests you do. Game Time is here to help you guys out. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater uh, programs and events near you. The most important part is they have killer deals on last minute tickets and they have a best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the uh, tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have at that event. All you got to do is go on and start to look at the tickets on Game Time. You can do it via their app or online as well. The best part is they have a Game Time guarantee. You always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game GameTime will give you 110% of the difference. That's their guarantee, my friends. They'll pay you back all of your money plus some if you can find a better deal than our friends at GameTime have for you guys. So download the GameTime app today. Create an account and use the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create that account and in the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Once again, that's the GameTime app. Download it today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Perry Homes. Whether you're looking for your first home or you're ready to upgrade to your dream home, Perry Homes has a house for you. For 50 years, Perry Homes is the Utah's premier home builder with communities throughout the state. They have communities, home designs, and price points all designed to help meet your needs. More importantly, they have beautiful communities in Davis, Salt Lake, Tooele, and Utah counties all with you guys in mind. They also have multiple communities in Washington County and St. George if you want to get down to the southern end of the state as well and live down in Red Rock Country. They're offering over 50 unique home designs from Ramblers to two stories of townhomes as well. And more importantly, they're offering generous financing incentives through their preferred lender right now as well. We all know that interest rates are a little bit out of control. and They want to help you guys out as much as they possibly can. So visit PerryHomesUtah.com to see what's new in Utah's finest neighborhoods. That's PerryHomesUtah.com to learn more now. For 50 years, Utah has been coming home to Perry Homes. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your routine, everybody. Hope you're having a fantastic Thursday uh, whenever you listen and or watch. Some of you may be checking out on Friday because it's coming out a little bit later on Thursday. But thank you all the same for your guys' support of the podcast. All right, I can feel my voice starting to slip a little bit, so I'm actually going to cut this one just a tad bit shorter. So I'm going to do this real quick. I I meant to play some comments from Delane Fitzgerald, Southern Utah's head coach. I had a chance to catch up with him at uh, UAC Media Day, United Athletic Conference Media Day in July. Comments about BYU what he expects from the Cougars and the like. We're going to play those on tomorrow's show. I just don't feel like in terms of the timing of today's podcast, it would take us a little bit over time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to finish up today's show by mentioning that you guys, if you're out there and want to go to watch BYU face off against Southern Utah, uh, I'm accepting nominations. We we did this last week. We actually were able to give away two pairs of tickets a week ago. Had uh, two listeners step up in a big way to offer up a pair of tickets each to send uh, fellow Cougar fans out to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It was awesome uh, to be able to reward those fans fans with the opportunity to go watch the Cougars. We have another pair right now. So I only have one pair for this Southern Utah game. If you're a listener out there who would like to offer up a pair of tickets, I'm sure we can arrange something to help you guys hook up uh, some of our listeners. But if you have somebody in mind, and I'll I'll make sure that if you guys have people from last week's nominations, trust me, we had a lot of them that were submitted. You'd like to be have them reconsidered uh, for the tickets? Uh, let me know. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. BYU at gmail.com is the email address. Uh, let us know why you think they are deserving of going to the game? And also, one thing we ran into last week, make sure that they're available to go to the game. We actually had one little snafu last week where I picked a winner and they actually weren't uh, available to go to the game. So let's make sure before you nominate them, make sure they're available to go to the contest so that way we don't have that same type of issue pop up. It was was no big deal. Uh, Honestly, it was not that big of a deal, but I want to make sure that, hey, we're giving tickets to people who are going to be able to use them. That's the biggest thing. So locked on byu at gmail.com is the email address to let us know if you've got people in mind you'd like to send out to watch BYU take on Southern Utah. Should be good weather. Supposed to be in the upper 80s, so should be a fantastic day at Lavelle Edwards Stadium if you want to get out to that, I would encourage you guys uh, to send those, send in those nominations. Now locked on BYU at gmail.com is the email address. Now, one other quick note is the BYU women's volleyball ranked number nine in the country are in action today, taking on both Towson as well as UC Irvine. They're up in Mont, uh, up in Wa- not Montana. They're up at Washington state in the Cougar classic up there. Uh, they will face off against the Washington state Cougars tomorrow, but they have two uh, matches today. One against the Towson Tigers. The other against UC Irvine. Irvine. There are links to watch those online on BYUCougars.com. If you want to tune into that, it should be a fun way to do that. And then early tomorrow, by the way, uh, BYU men's and women's cross country who are expected to be dominant forces once again. Even while making the jump to the Big Twelve, they have their first meet of the season, the Autumn Classic, uh, starting at 10 a.m. Friday and 10. So 10 a.m. for the women, 10:30 a.m. for the men. Uh, for BYU men's and women's cross country, if you want to check that out as well, just some early notes on other BYU sports in action. But coming up on tomorrow's show, a deep dive into what to expect from Southern Utah. Delane Fitzgerald's comments I meant to play today. We'll play them on tomorrow's podcast. And obviously, we'll be uh, talking about other BYU teams in action in the weekend ahead. I know the BYU women's soccer ranked number one in the country, by the way, folks. Congratulations. First time ever. Jennifer Rockwood's squad has been ranked number one in the country. They're back in action on Saturday. Uh, We'll talk about that on tomorrow's edition of the podcast as well. So until tomorrow, thank you for bearing with me and my voice on today's show. And a big thank you for all all of your support. As always, this has been the Locked on Cougars podcast. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.